what you just signed. Nate Tanaka is for 40 million. <laughs> and I'll take, that, I'll take that any day of the week. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to week 6 of the Brace Football Podcast. In this episode, we will be reviewing the FA Cup final between Arsenal and Chelsea. Um, I wasn't happy about it, but uh, we have one person who is ecstatic and his name is Ayush. Ayush, welcome to the football uh, to the Brace Football Podcast. How do you feel about this? Man? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, what has to be said 14 times, man. We went to 14 finals, we won it 14 times and that was a good performance even though like um, I guess the referee had some things to, some part to play in it but um, I'll take it man, any day. Yeah, that was a, a beautiful performance from Arsenal and especially Obama Young man, what a guy. That, that second goal was, was like, like worldly, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. And, yeah, you kind of see like signs of Thierry Henry and him, like the way he scores goals. You can see a lot of uh, you know, similarity in the way they play also, and he's definitely worth getting a new contract. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. about that, about that contract. What's 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 the scene with that contract? Uh, I've been hearing like um, you know like various uh, uh, things from all these news channels. Like what 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 is the contract about right now? I have no clue either. It's just. All the media outlets like messing things up. No one knows what's happening. Well, I guess only Aubameyang knows, and we'll know soon, hopefully. Because I guess the FA Cup is incentive for him to, you know, sign the new one. Right. In one way, it's securing his future because he's already uh, 32, I think. So right. it's like a long term. I guess even a five-year contract, he sorted for the rest of his football career. If right. he play for Arsenal, that is. Right. Yeah, I think uh, it. That should be on the on the top of your priorities to to retain Obama, and yeah, I get uh, right. Uh, and you guys, you guys made it through to the Europa League too, right? Uh, you didn't do well in the Premier League, but it all worked out after the FA Cup. So a good good season for Arteta, right? Good half a season, you can say, because he kind yeah. of messed up. I mean, he didn't mess up. Our Emery messed up half of it, and he put us in the position we're in transfers, the you know, the chemistry in the team. He kinda of lost the dressing room before he left too and you know what happened with Granit Xhaka and also it's a long road it's a long way back up. I guess we're only halfway through, but I guess it's a milestone in the process, so we're happy. Right. And uh, he's been he's been uh, you know coached by the best of the best, Pep Guardiola. So he's been picking up some uh, some elements from his uh, philosophy and then sort of uh, you know, putting it all together at Arsenal, and uh, it's it's a great half season, like you said, Kiran. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like this conversation about Arteta is super interesting, right? Because as we said, he's only had like half a season, but it should be noted that we are talking right after that pickup final, and Arsenal have won a trophy, which is pretty substantial for their season. But I'd be really curious to take, see Aisha's take on how his, he was feeling towards Arteta even before this final. I mean, things weren't looking real good in the Premier League. Like, you just made it to the top half of the table. How much does this does this cup win kind of paper over the cracks that are really happening at Arsenal right now? Well, I guess Arteta passed his test that, like, oh, you know, he shows that he has the tactics and, you know, the prowess to kind of coach Arsenal and make them better. 
I guess he's kind of proven himself in one way by winning a trophy in just half a season. And um, as far as you know, the cracks in Arsenal go, it's way too deep, and you can't just judge it in like half a season. You know, it's going to take way more than that. We need at least one or two transfer windows with like a big budget, which I don't think is going to happen anytime soon, considering the financial situation at the club. But yeah, let's hope for the best. Right, this this win uh, probably gives. Uh, Gives the board some confidence in your manager to sort of back him up with the new transfers. Um, so I think yeah. guys are probably on on course to doing uh, well next season. And Siddharth, I was like talking about how he was coached by one of the best, uh, and he's the manager of your uh, club, City. So what do you have to say on that? Yeah, when Atera left, it felt like quite a big loss, to be honest, for our managerial team. Oh. Um, in terms of the FA Cup games, at least he's the one who take over and take control, rather than Pep being the one who's constantly managing the team. He would actually step up and be more proactive, I guess. And I felt like at some point down the line, maybe if Pep was considering leaving City, it would be Arteta stepping up to the plate. But I mean, I think he was a great assistant at City while he was at the club, and I think he has a bright future ahead. But having said that, I, I think I want to take a quick detour from from the FA Cup and talk about the other the rival of Arsenal, Tottenham. They also got in a manager in the middle of the season and Jose Mourinho. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you think Arteta or Mourinho had a better season uh, in terms of picking up from a club from like clubs which hadn't performed well until they brought in the new managers and then seemed to make a turnaround after the new managers stepped in? Uh, who do you think had a better performance in terms of Atera and Mourinho? Mm, that's that's actually <laughs> that's quite interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, I think one thing we can say for sure is that Mourinho is a winner. So I feel like in his in his whatever <laughs> two three seasons at Tottenham before you know things go all haywire, I'm pretty sure he'll win something at least. So. Uh, I think Tottenham are sort of secure in in winning something for the next uh, two year, two three seasons. But uh, yeah, what do you guys think? I feel like that's like a really interesting comparison too, right? I mean, there's so many similarities between the two, especially in terms of the teams. Like both of them, when these managers stepped in, they were absolute shambles. Like both, like you never didn't see a future for either of those clubs. And to really like compare, like how well they've done. Um, I know Ajax isn't going to like this, but I feel like definitely Spurs did better, right? I mean, the fact that they finished so much higher than Arsenal and they have a much more set direction. Like, I guess there's some questions around some of the players moving on as well, but that's also at Arsenal. And like, if you are a player coming in now, you would most likely want to play under Jose Mourinho than you would Arteta, at least in the given situation. Oh yeah, that that's a, that's a great point actually. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Mourinho brings in uh, experience like nobody, right? Like, I don't, who who has like two Champions League uh, Champions League you know, in, in their name, right? Uh, like very few. So it's easier for Mourinho to attract top players uh, when when compared to Arteta. So yeah, that's a, that's a great point actually. Yeah, Ayush, what about you? What do you? So let's just say I respect Mourinho as a manager, but I can't say the same about Tottenham as a club. And maybe they don't deserve such a good manager because if, if I mean, Mourinho is obviously going to convert Tottenham into like a team which is going to challenge for, you know, a lot of trophies. But um, 
at the end of the day um it's going to take a while because tottenham as a whole you know they have won a trophy in so many years and you don't expect them to suddenly jump to that kind of quality full to four years even before that i mean the score the score wasn't so good but club completely reinvented like everything and you know about jose is like a third season curse so i don't expect him to oh, be yeah. there for long not yeah good. that's that's definitely uh, that won't happen yeah i think he's going to get out of uh, get out after the third season i do think he yeah he brings in you know experience in that winning mentality so wouldn't be wouldn't be like far off to say that he he uh, he win something at top yeah he doesn't fit in the shoes the shoes are too small right <laughs> yeah i think you're absolutely right like the time is like totally ticking on Josirinho um but like one thing that just just to like compare like Spurs and Arsenal again there's one thing that Josirinho wouldn't do mm-hmm. um that Arteta is doing and is it's kind of messing up that front line for Arsenal. I guess like today like Pepe and Lacazette and Aubameyang have all started, but that hasn't really been the case for a lot of their matches. Yeah. So like how does that really sit with you as an Arsenal fan? Like why aren't all three of them playing together more often? So I think the case with Arteta is that he's just trying to find a good formation to work with, you know, the best of the players. So he's he's experimented with four at the back, three at the back, different types of strikers. Like he's played with Ketia, like for majority of the part where he's been here, he's played Alex Lacazette and Eddie and Ketia. Like he's switched their roles, like substitute them at like 60th minute, and see how the remainder of the match. But it's not always guaranteed to work. So I guess he's still trying to figure out the tactics. And as you can see, um, Lacazette and Ketia play kind of a deeper role, and they kind of help. playing as a center forward to guide the ball towards the wings or Aubameyang who's you know the main goal scorer i guess without Aubameyang we wouldn't be where we are right now that's for sure and um yeah um we really need to look at our defense and ask a few questions about what's happening over there because on some days we have a masterclass on some days it's just absolute rubbish so we need to take a really good look at that but I'm sure I'm really. I'm sorry. Yeah, we we sent our agent Luis to Arsenal, so I think those those rubbish days <laughs> uh, uh, the credit goes to Luis. So, <laughs> yeah. agent yeah. does a good job sometimes. I want to say well, I honestly I, don't get Arsenal's fascination with David Luis. I I can't wrap my head around it. Like after everything, you know, after everything that's I happened, know. like with him at the club and the constant criticism he faces. Still going off his contract. That's like what? Like what are they thinking? <laughs> as, okay, I, as an Arsenal fan, like, what, really, what are your thoughts like, on that? Yeah. Uh, to be fair, after the Man City game, after the restart, I really expected that to be David Luiz's last game at the club. And wow, like a few days later, they just turn up with a new contract for him. So it's really surprising how the club works at times. But I guess Arteta is relying on his experience in the Premier League. And, As a player, as such, and to guide the back line in the but yeah, that, that's right. But in the three, in the th- uh, back three, I think Luis was doing really well because he's he sort of suited for that uh, uh, line of defense, right? The back three. That's how even Chelsea. That's so in a back four, like you said, he's total rubbish. But I think back three, if Arteta sort of decides to uh, go ahead with the same formation. He's he'll probably do well, and you can get get a few uh, good years from him. 
before you know you send him away. Yep. Definitely looks like it with adopting like a a structure which plays out along the wings. So we have people like Saka who's really stood out this season, right? And uh, so Maitland Niles, who no one really thought about, has actually been putting in good performances now. Kolasinac, Tierney. I don't think Tierney would ever be considered as a good player if it wasn't for his, you know, position in the team and you know the part he plays in this, like creating chances and defensively, his work rate is amazing. So we had like we've had a lot of stars come out and break into the team this season just because of the form formation. I feel right. And you were getting back to today's uh, FA Cup final. You're talking about how Maitland Niles sort of uh, you know came up to. Uh, you know, to sort of play well, but uh, t- today we saw that he was, uh, uh, you know, just six months in. Arteta already has like some pretty good tricks up his sleeve. Uh, he Maitland was uh, he was he was uh, actually pulling Reese James away from the back line, and that sort of allowed Obama Young to uh, to sort of get those passes coming in from your midfield. That was a really that, that was a good tactic that uh, Arteta was using. I and and it, it sort of became very visible too yeah. because they kept trying they kept doing it over and over again and and it always worked it took like chelsea some while to realize that uh, this was happening and then before that could happen you know uh, the red card and everything poor decisions from the referee and then yeah. everything just went really bad but yeah that was that was amazing actually the way the way uh, our data was able to sort of fix uh, Fix these strategies and stuff. So that was good stuff. The six months in, we're seeing some really good things from Arteta. Yeah, you you touched on like some really interesting things that I would love to hear the Chelsea perspective of. I mean, I, you've definitely mentioned that red card being like a super big factor in the game. But even before that, Aspilicueta giving the penalty and then subsequently getting injured. Where did it all unravel for Chelsea? I mean, going into this game, you were super confident, but it didn't really turn out that way. We started off like. With as as well as any team could, right? With the goal, it was that, that was a beautiful play from uh, our front three with Mount and Pulisic and Giroud, Giroud all involved. So we started off really well, and then uh, and then Arteta sort of started throwing all these tricks, and then uh, uh, we were exposed on on the right flank uh, when uh, Reese James was having some trouble dealing with Maitland Niles, and then. Uh, Obviously, Aspi decided to uh, you know give away the the penalty. I I feel like if you looked at it, you know from a high level, it was somewhat uh, level. But of course, like the penalty and then the red, like the red card was. I actually think that was, that played a really big part in the game because uh, on the first on the first attempt when Kovacic uh, was involved with uh, uh, Granit Xhaka. But that, that wasn't even a foul. I think it should have been the other way around. Uh, Zaka could have should have got the yellow card. Maybe he, he should have been sent off, but that didn't happen. And then Kovacic was the one who got the yellow. And next one was like total, you know, it was like utter BS because there was like absolutely no contact and uh, he was sent off. And I feel like yeah. this is where VAR should come in. Like obviously we had uh, VAR did help us with uh, with the offside uh, when. Uh, I think it was Nicolas Pepe who got in that absolutely beautiful of a screamer, right? But we are stepped in, yeah. and then it was uh, uh, the the goal was uh, not awarded. But I feel like uh, it should also consider all these you know, so other fouls 
outside the penalty right uh, that would and that would affect the game like it would change the entire course of the game that, that's what happened today we were playing with one one man down and uh, you can't expect to play against an arsenal side that that had really good attack today so i mean i think when <laughs> like how mourinho used to complain right most of the time he was like always uh, it didn't have any substance in them when Mourinho used to come to Today, I think we, there was actually something for Chelsea to complain about. Uh, but, you know, all things said and done, we're in the Champions League, Arsenal is off. Yeah, I mean, um, those are those those are a lot. Those, that's a lot of pressure being put on the referee right now. But I know one person who might see this in a different view. Maybe even with red tinted glasses as Ayush, do you really think that these referee decisions made that much of a difference? I mean, going through that game, uh, it's debatable, I guess, because obviously some of them weren't really that clear offenses, but um, he he did his part, I guess. The places where he had to give a foul, he did, but the places which weren't a foul too, he was just he seemed very insistent on giving a card, you know. And um, some of it might be deemed unnecessary, but at the end of the day, even VAR checks for uh, you know possible red card offences even during open play. So that's something that's we've been a victim of VAR throughout the season. So it's happy to be on the you know receiving end of some good decisions. I mean, bad decisions for once. And today it's really come on come into our favour. So I'm not complaining. Yeah, of course. I mean, you don't have to, but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then uh, that was that was one part of the game, but we also had a lot of injuries. So obviously, we don't have Aspi Pulisic yeah. for next week's uh, a game against Bayern, and uh, uh, I don't know why Lampard uh, was against bringing on Conte for this game. Uh, that's probably because I think he was injured last game, and then maybe he was sort of reluctant to bring him on so early. He's probably saving him for Bayern. I probably probably thinks that we have a chance, uh, but I, now it looks chances are very bleak. Um, Maybe just don't even go to Bayern. Like why go through it? Yeah, that was that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably a good point. I think I'll uh, we'll probably tweet that from uh, from our channel. So, <laughs> Siddharth, yeah. What about you? What What do you have to say? I mean, about I might. What? I may, I may eat my words in the future, but I'm of the belief that in a cup finals, in a championship final, I think you need to overcome bad referee decisions or bad bad calls and injuries and, you know, step up and win it. You know, you need to just deliver on the night. I may eat my words in the future, I'm just saying it right now, but I think complaining about referee calls and injuries and stuff like that after you lose, not a good look, not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> Strong words from still your winner over here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had to say it, but. <laughs> Wait, what did you guys want this season? The Carabao Cup, right? Sorry? Wait, you guys want the Carabao Cup, right? This season? Yeah. Capital One. Oh, okay. <laughs> Capital One. Yeah, Carabao. Yeah. 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 of trophies. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Man, get the get, get it I get it straight, bro. Capital one, capital one. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that it's not yeah, capital yeah. one. Yeah, it is the character. Right. Yeah, Mickey Mouse. I don't think even have VAR. They probably don't even be against like using all these refs. Like who cares? 
Yeah. Give a couple of thousand pounds and then just remove here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for real. We win it pretty much every year, so I mean, we've gotten used to it at this point. You're a few of the Carabao Cup winners, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the only other club, club who would be happy winning it is Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I was just throwing a lot of rocks in that glass house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's his first episode, but he's already coming up strong. So that <laughs> you love we need, to need to bring in a Spurs fan. We need a Spurs fan out here, bro. We need a Spurs fan to to defend Tottenham all <laughs> I legit don't know like any Spurs like Spurs fans. I do not. That's that's Spurs. true. That's true. But honestly, like, I don't I'm... get that. I don't. I don't get that though. Yeah. If, if you look at if you look at the top teams in the Premier League. I think the Spurs are the ones with, uh, I think, the most different and um, different philosophy in terms of how they build their club and how they build their team. In terms of almost exclusively building from within their club and not going out and bringing in players or making spending money almost at all. So I think that would that that should be something that attracts the fan base. You know, there are lots of people who constantly talk about how we should be focusing on the youth and you know building clubs from the youth academy and bringing in young players. So I I don't get why Spurs don't have more fans honestly, but I mean I guess that's just over here. But I, I like Shaman said I I don't think I know a single Spurs fan, but I think that's a little I don't get I don't get why that that's the case though. That's actually something to think about uh, like why they don't have any fans, uh, especially here in like India. But uh, I think what fans would probably look for is that some some kind of history. Like I'm not I'm not taking any digs at Spurs, but I'm just saying like. Uh, you know, like clubs that have won something attract more fans, right? So uh, <laughs> again, I'm not, I'm not, guys. All you Spurs fans out there, uh, I'm not taking any digs at your club, but I'm just saying, like, it's probably hard to attract fans uh, when you don't have a, a glorious past. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying so hard to like keep this, you know, like very decent and sort of mature, but it just—it's coming out the way it is. I, We're absolutely going to hear more about this on the Twitter. We are not getting away from that comment at all. <laughs> another person who probably has a very interesting take on this Chelsea game is another neutral, uh, Pachi, from this game. Where what have you seen really interesting, and what really let Chelsea lose it and throw it away? To be honest, because we all knew they were the favorite. I mean, I feel like at least I know Shaman disagrees on this, but I really feel like uh, Chelsea's attack has been doing really well when there was Pulisic, and when they're not, I feel like maybe they have been slacking a bit. And then I like they do have good players and can keep up, but then I feel like at least if you've seen the past few games, it's whenever Pulisic is on that they have this. Speaks of going and scoring. Pulisic is always in on the attack. He's either scoring or giving good assists, or always a playmaker. So I think having the two injuries, and as we like mentioned in the last podcast, if you haven't heard it, check it out. Yeah. <laughs> shout out, shout out, man! Plug the plug the shit out of him. Plug, plug the plug. shit out of him, bro. <laughs> it, it was a it was a really long one, but there are a lot of fun bits in it. Yeah. So going on, like. Uh, having Aspilicueta like also a key part of the defense, I could say, like go off and then Pulisic go off and then 
having like two key players not on field probably had chelsea like not do so well and surprisingly like again since i'm a keeper i'll talk about keeper martinez did have a very good game he did make an amazing save he did like whenever necessary he always charged and got the ball so i feel like arsenal did have a part in it where they did play well but then chelsea i feel like with the two injuries yeah i remember pachi even uh, like where by we were discussing about the game he said you know if if pulisic is he goes off then it's only uh, going to be hard for for chelsea to get back into the game and you're right about that because he brings in that you know that that enthusiasm and energy that no other player on the pitch can bring in so he he's absolutely crucial and i just can't wait to to see how he sort of uh, grows next season you know this has been his first season and uh, I'm absolutely excited to see what uh, he'll do next season. So, I mean, being a Liverpool fan, I like do not want to sound rude, but then like thinking about Chelsea, like the last few years, like you know, like I always thought them as, as a good team, but seeing the changes Chelsea are making and the players they're getting in, I like I could say that I'd be afraid to play Chelsea next next year. <laughs> Yo, Kiran, 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 <laughs> you, you were thinking about something else, and Pachi like threw. <laughs> Like truth bomb, and Kiran's like, what the hell? I absolutely thought that was going in a different direction. <laughs> Watch your hype with the best. Okay, Kiran, get out of here. <laughs> so taking taking from Pachi, taking from Pachi the keeper. I want to talk about the Chelsea keeper situation, which is super controversial. Is that? No way. We need to talk about. It. We need to talk about it. So. Today, Willy Caballero played instead of Kepa. So, and there's lots of uh, talk about how Kepa is not going to be playing in the club come next season. Do you think that's that's going to be the case, or do you think Chelsea is going to go out in the transfer market and bring in another young keeper and spend money all over again? What do you think is the situation with the keeper keeper position at Chelsea right now? Shaman, don't you dare say Oblak. <laughs> I, no, honestly, I, I honestly, honestly, if you're talking about prospects, we want we need to talk about Onana from Ajax, uh, who's a really good young keeper, oh, 19 years old. Back in India, welcome to town. So honestly, one of the best young keepers out there. So I need keep an eye out, keep an eye out. We go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I Kiran, I do not want Oblak to come in. Like there is absolutely no need. I feel we can we can continue with Kepa if our defense, which which has like some major holes, if we fix our defense, I think Kepa he he will do well. I mean, there's there's no there's no problem with him because like let let's just take a look at uh, how we've defended our corners this season. We are I think the 17th or 18th. Uh, Worst side or whatever in uh, defending corners, we have conceded that many goals, right? And this does not have a lot to do with the keeper. It's just that our defense, which lacks the height and all the physical uh, uh, sort of abilities uh, defenders should have, we just don't have that. And then uh, we we leak goals. We leak goals every game. And when you have an attack as good as ours, you have to make sure that the goal difference is kept at. You know, at the least, you don't want you don't want uh, you know like a massive goal difference or whatever. Uh, so, if if we fix our defense, we we can absolutely continue with Kepa, and I think that's how it should be. Uh, spending like what hundred plus million pounds or whatever on on Oblak, 
like that does not make sense when you when when we got what what is the what is the whole point to bring in Kepa for he by the way I, like this sort of gets lost in discussion or whatever but he's the most expensive keeper ever so exactly like, exactly <laughs> uh, i don't think the problem with kepa is 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 his talent like it's not in his play on the field i think it's also has has a lot to do with his attitude and his off the field kind of the way he carries himself i don't think he meshes really well with the front office and with the manager i think that could be more of an issue rather than his talent and play alone I see where you're getting that I that 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 one incident with uh Sari is probably influencing your perspective on that and that's probably true with everybody like th- that whole scene with uh, him and Sari uh where he didn't want to uh, get off the pitch and all that but like behind the scenes no one really knows what is happening and I feel it would be hard to comment on on his off field uh, uh sort of attitude or whatever but like no one really knows that and then that th- those are all rumors but as far as his abilities go i feel you know give him a solid chance with a proper defense and and then we can judge him right then we can talk about uh uh talk about his worth and if he was uh you know what all that what i think 80 or 85 million pounds that we uh, we spent on him so we keep him for this season that should be the uh, the goal or whatever and then next season we will we will have another uh, discussion on kepa so that you can note down the fun, the, the wait, fun fact fun fact <laughs> fun fact the issue, the issue you're talking about was at the carabao cup was at the carabao cup so carabao cup was good yeah that was a good one But the other ones, you know, I mean, an absolute. No one gives a fuck. I say it's far too sick to let up. <laughs> well, I think our immediate goal is obviously the Champions League uh, match against uh, Bayern. So, look, I mean, in 2012, you guys know what happened, right? So, we could we could emulate that again and then you never know, you never know, right? So, we need to like keep our uh, hopes high, stay positive. anything can happen anything can happen so we could like absolutely get like murked by bayern that's also there <laughs> but uh, like like how uh, like how arsenal ayush probably has a lot of experience with bayern they <laughs> <laughs> tend to lose yeah, against yeah. them hey, <laughs> i love it <laughs> he's a he's a good poor guy but yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah i think we don't want to join <laughs> that 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 Uh, 10-2 club, whatever. So, I think uh, that's our immediate goal right now: the Bayern match. And then, obviously, we've done, we've spoken about this in our previous episodes about our transfers and everything. We're getting Kai Havertz mostly. That's probably a done deal. A few, a few million pounds away, I think. But uh, again, the defense part needs to be fixed. We've been saying that since the first episode. So. Yeah, I think that's how that's how I see Chelsea's future. 
Excellent. And Ayush, the same question to you. Where yeah. do you see Arsenal in the future? You've won the FA Cup in this situation. So how does that really take you as a lounge pad to the coming season? So um, I still think there's a lot of room for improvement, um, especially, um, you know, in the defence and the playmaking areas. Um, although Xhaka might have redeemed himself and got himself back in the team, I see, I think we can get another creative midfielder uh, or someone who can, you know, hold the ball really well. Someone like Thomas Partey, which will allow uh, Lacazette and the other strikers to play higher up the pitch. So that would help us create more goal-scoring opportunities. But um, I also just hope that this FA Cup win will come as a sign to Kroenke and you know fund our transfers and you know have more faith in the club and show some support to Arteta, which is probably not you know coming in as a rookie manager, having you know only experience as an assistant manager and coming and winning an FA Cup. I don't think it's easy. So the board should see that he's done something really good and they should back him. So we'll see. Super optimistic view, Ayush, and for your sake, I kind of hope that happens at least. Um, <laughs> but from the outside perspective, which one of these teams are you more scared of in the future? I would say definitely Chelsea. Uh, I think the moves they made this offseason has me like quite quite terrified of the front line they're going to put up next season with Timo Werner and uh, Ziyech and Pulisic. It's going to be quite scary for any defense to handle. Uh, I don't think Arsenal has made any moves yet that would actually catch the attention of the other top Premier League clubs at the moment. Uh, but I mean, I, after after this FA Cup win, maybe you know they could lose in the first strings and bring in a couple players. But for the moment, I think I'm going to go with Chelsea. I think they're definitely the better club at the moment. I mean, look at these City and okay, City fine, but look at this Liverpool fan talking about uh, who is top club next season. <laughs> I mean, you need to get off your, uh, you know, your high perch and then, you know, just take it down a bit, okay? Kira? Okay, right? <laughs> I mean, it's a very conversation because as a Liverpool fan, I don't see any of these clubs being any competition whatsoever. So, I mean, oh, to get this God. kind of a perspective on the team, really <laughs> Me being not a dick Liverpool fan, <laughs> I do agree that Liverpool are in a very good position now considering we have all our positions pretty much sorted out. I mean, obviously, like, you know, there's always improvement no matter how good your squad is. But out of the two, like I said before, I'd obvi- obviously see Chelsea. But the only issue, like we've mentioned a hundred times, Chelsea's defence. There is no point to have a team that can score like five goals in a match if they're going to concede like six or seven. So, like, I think that's where for us, like, say we would meet, we would meet Chelsea and they didn't have anything to upgrade their uh, defence. If we were to meet them, we'd easily outscore them because our defence is pretty solid. We have players who fall back. We, our tactics are working. Whether the teams come up with tactics later or not, it like, depends. But I'm sure Klopp has something on his mind. But considering like if you have only an attack ready right now, then we don't have too much to be afraid of if we play on form. So to segue from that Chelsea defence point, I just have to say, as a City fan, I'm delighted to announce that we just signed Nathan Ake for 40 million. <laughs> and I'll take, that, I'll take that any day of the week. <laughs> that guy has been waiting for years to sign Nathan Ake. He, he recognized that way back when he was in the academy, or Chelsea's academy. He was like, this guy. Hey, what can I say? He's Dutch. He's Dutch. What can I say? He's Dutch, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like five years back, Siddharth was like, he was like all over Nathan Ake. He's like, this guy, you know, get this guy. 
And then finally, Scott in Amat, I Scott in Amat. I knew, I knew this was the guy we needed. We, we I knew this was the guy yeah. we needed. And Just Trap kidding. went and got him. Guys, guys, you're gonna win the Champions League next season in the Premier League, man. I mean, God, Nathan Ake. Fear, fear. The... Hi, Nathan Ake. He's gonna carry. He's gonna carry us, bro. He's gonna carry us to the promised land. <laughs> <laughs> and you missed you missed out on a chance to sign him, and I'm never gonna let you forget that. FII. <laughs> you know, you could ever do and then sign him. Wow. And that's a wrap, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Brace Football Podcast. And another special thanks to Ayush. If people want to hear more about Stan Kroenke and how we want to get him out of the club, where can they follow you on social media? Um, you can follow me on Instagram, I guess. Um, my handle is 4YUHH. Two H's. And I don't think I'm on anything else. Yeah, that's about it. Perfect. Make sure you do check him out if you want to hear more about the situation at Arsenal. And thanks for sticking by to the end of the episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. We will try and keep the episode shorter so you stay through the whole thing. Do follow us on all our social media, Instagram, Facebook, and especially, especially Twitter. Twin tweets there and do check it out. Please, we need to make it, we need to make it big. We need it to shine. Yeah, like someone five, 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 five K likes, five point five K likes. Yeah, and, and all our, uh, yeah, yeah, all our all our episodes go out on Spotify. So check us out there. Uh, you know, go ahead and follow our channel or whatever on Spotify. There, you will be. Yeah. Bye. Shaman's a Chelsea fan, no? Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even shitting you. So the main reason he wanted an Arsenal fan was to make fun of <laughs> to make fun of them. So you can you can take all oh, the shit. shots you want on him today. Pachi's lying, bro. I was a uh, I want to have like a serious <laughs> 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 discussion. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> <laughs>